Hey, hey, welcome to Conquering Relationships Podcast, where we believe that life is your training ground to learn, grow, and become a better you. To catch us when we go live, you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Hit the notification button so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Now stay tuned and let's work. Hello, my name is Bronda, Bronda Wallace. I am the founder and owner of Our Wellness. Our Wellness is just all about generational health. It's a multifaceted organization that just wants to support families through the whole human experience. I mean, from conception on to transitioning out, even, you know, we're wanting to grow into being able to help throughout grief support as well, too. So um, I'm excited to be here. To speak about relationships with you, conquering relationships. Awesome platform. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak about blending and co-parenting, something that we definitely need to speak about, be open about. Absolutely. I um I thank you for reaching out. Um again, for those who are watching or that's gonna watch, all my guests they choose their own topics. So I don't choose anything for them. So, you know, I let them pick what's dear to their heart and they get on and they they speak on that. So she wanted to choose co-parenting and blending families, which is good. Um, me, myself, I'm divorced. So whoever I get with, the way life is going, whoever I get with, most likely they'll have kids. So this is definitely a topic I think a lot of us can relate to because we are co-parenting and or blending families. So, um, and you kind of mm-hmm. spoke on it already, but just go ahead again, just kind of give us an overview of what made you choose the topic. I chose this topic because it, it is something near and dear to my heart. I um, not only am I having to co-parent, but I also have blended a family and I went into a family with two other children fresh out of a divorce. Um, so I also got to see that dynamic change between uh, those parenting styles as well. So when we develop certain tools to be able to co-parent better, I, I become so passionate about it because I'm like, other people need to have these tools as well. They need to have this access. They need to have the resources that they need to get to. There's different support groups that you, that you would be surprised are in your community and you wouldn't even know. So when I get skills, I like to share it for the, with the rest of my people for generational health, for real. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're here as well. I, I like people to get their experience out and share for, like you said, uh, wealth, health, all of that, especially in the black community. Um, guys, I have her links in the caption too because she also has a wellness program. So you guys can link up with her um, after the live um, if you want to figure out exactly what it is that she offers with her program as well. And uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't know. I don't think we talked about that. I don't know if you told me before that she was divorced and got back into a marriage. So um, that's awesome because a lot of people, I think we're told- my spouse, my spouse went through a divorce and directly out of his divorce he got with me so I got his relationship no I've never been married so but that is as well how do you deal with never being married already have been in a mother and transitioning into even a bigger situation yeah yeah and I'm glad you spoke on this topic because I'm also I'm going to be a student on this because you know it's things I need to know um, I don't know the statistics. I didn't do the research, but I know they say second and third marriages uh, fail faster than, you know, a first marriage fail. And I do believe it's because it's because we don't have the tools that we need. We don't have people speaking out on, 
you know, anything with uh, healing from your first marriage or again, what we're talking about, co-parenting. We don't have people speaking on blended families. Um, It's a big struggle. It's a struggle just having a spouse or a relationship, period, even without kids. So um, thank you again for coming on to speak on this when it's concerning (laughs) as well. Um, Okay, so let's get started. So when blending families, what do people need to keep in mind when it comes to the kids? Well, they need to keep in mind concerning the children is that this process is happening to them. Him too. Yeah. A lot of the times we as adults, we end up kind of sectioning our children off and almost like they're a whole different species, like they're not human anymore. Now that's kids. There should be boundaries, adult time, adult information and for the children. But when it comes to now the parents are separating and their lives are transitioning into something, a different dynamic, we end up losing them in the process, thinking that it's only our feelings that are being impacted when Really, children know their parents to be together since the cellular level. You get what I'm saying? Since yeah. conception, they have been with both of their parents. And so yeah. now in the outside on Earth side, now we want to separate the children and we wonder why things happen. Behaviors start forming. If those feelings are never addressed in the children, they are going to come out in one okay. way, shape or form most likely will be behavior if you don't address the elephant in the room. So keep that in mind. Yeah. So when you say separating the children, can you elaborate on that a little more? Separating the children, meaning now the children, not physically them coming apart from each other, but now they're having to now adjust with 50% of them being in a different location. Wow. That's what I mean by their parents, literally 50, percent of you is now outside of the home. Once again, I've been used to having this parent around since the cellular level. Since the sperm met the egg, we've been together. Yeah. And you've now created your trinity. Mm -hmm. And you expect for, it's not saying that it's not functional. We could be Mm -hmm. very, very functional in co-parenting situations, single parenting situations. And then blending, we can be very, very functional if we apply the tools and if we identify how the child is feeling and validate their feelings because it is as well happening to them. In pregnancy, we have um, a thing that, yeah, it's your pregnancy, but it's happening to them. Mama Hakima from Uzavi, Kansas City, Missouri, made that very clear to me. You know, she made that very clear to me that, you know what, that's true. You know, it's my pregnancy, but they feel my contractions. The baby feels my contractions. The baby hears my voice. The baby is gaining my my anxieties and worries. Absolutely. Um, I like how you said that. Now, I didn't have this as a question, but I do want you to tackle it since you did mention about separating the kids. Um, I saw a meme that it was in one of my relationship groups that I'm in. They just basically said, mm-hmm. You know, if your kids don't connect with your spouse, you know, what do you do? How do you handle that? Do you listen to the kids? Because, you know, maybe they see red flags or how do you handle that? So um, can you just kind of speak from that aspect of it with the kids? That is a fun one. That's a fun one for the simple fact you do not want to ignore your child's feelings with that is all either. You don't want to ignore that. Because there is such a beautiful innocence. And we all say, you know, that's kind of a big cultural thing for us. If a baby don't like you, you know, 
Baby don't like you. You know you ain't no good for us. Right. You know, that's a cultural thing. <laughs> so you do want to take your child's feelings into consideration, but you communicating with your child will also help you identify where those feelings are coming from. Is yeah. it? Because it could be this is actually not a safe person, mommy, and I see it and you're not listening. But it also could be they're just not ready to transition into another person to now because it becomes divided loyalty. Yeah, That's what it becomes. And now there's another person and it's a, a, a I mean, a whirlpool of different thoughts the child is experiencing now. So what I advise is as the biological parent, identify why that child is feeling like that. If it's something that is an insecurity of theirs, not a not a safety issue, but a, an emotional issue, then it's good to not press the issue. But allow the, the additional parent to be inclusive in things like, OK, where would you what, let's go out somewhere or that that additional person needs to ask that child for help to build rapport and build a relationship to build that safety. Yes, absolutely. And, it, um, and not forced. Yeah, I like how you said that, because um, sometimes it's, it's, it is a thing where there's a red flag in the in the children are, are you know, picking up on that. But then sometimes you got to know that if you married this person, it's something that you saw in them that you felt was safe for your kids. So you do got to be able to discern the situation. Is my child just being insecure? You know, you have to pay attention to that because not that they purposely do it, but I think subconsciously when there is a jealousy or any, or an insecurity within the child, they can start playing you guys against each other. So you don't want to ignore those signs. That way, like you said, you can tackle it in the beginning, have those conversations, and then allow your spouse to say, oh, okay, you know, I see they don't really like me. Let me figure out what I can do to build their relationship so they can feel safe with me. So yeah, I, I love how you explained that. And I actually, I definitely do agree. Um, Guys that are on, ask your questions as normal. If you've been on here, you kind of know how it goes. So ask your questions for her. Um, post your comments so we can get them on the screen for her to answer, answer and tackle <laughs> for you guys. Um, Co-parenting co is very hard for many. Now, I haven't dealt with issues. Luckily, I, mine was smooth sailing. But I know it is an issue when bringing somebody else's kid into a relationship of a quote-unquote stranger. Um, so going on to the next question I had. So when blending families, what do people need to do to keep in mind when it comes to the adults? Something to keep in mind with the adults is that there is a huge level of trust that you're going to have to have for that biological parent. It's Ooh. a certain level of trust that you're just going to have to have. And here's the thing. It trickles down to, well, if you didn't trust them in the first place. Then why? It shouldn't be a woulda, shoulda, coulda situation. It's not a blaming you situation. It's for future reference. Make sure the person that you are creating soul ties with is someone you trust. Even if you don't trust them as a person, trust the relationship they have on a spiritual level. Are they emotionally intelligent? Give yourself time to see what family dynamic is like. So give yourself time. <laughs> and it's okay, but you need to make sure that you have a level of trust because you want that trust in return. Yeah. Um, I like how you said trust because we live in a generation where 
um, trust is shaky. And I do see a lot of what they call baby mama drama, baby daddy drama. But it goes back to what you said. If if you if trust was an issue with the person that you're with, as far as feeling like maybe they would would be stepping out with the other parent, the baby mama or the baby daddy, then why did you even decide to be in the relationship? So, um, yeah. So I do want people to get what you're saying when it's like trust is a big issue. If you decided to marry this person, that mean you, means you trusted them, right? So it doesn't matter what that other parent, that baby mama or that baby daddy is doing. If you trust the spouse that you're with, then you should not create an issue with them and within your family based off the actions of, you know, that, that opposite parent, what that other parent is doing. So I agree with that. Hey, LaDonna. <laughs> Somebody's saying hey from YouTube. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so... So then going on to the next, how do you properly blend a family, in your opinion? That's a really, really great uh, question. Just kind of like everything else, there's no rule book to it. Don't you just hate that if there's no rule book? No blueprint. It's if with me being a wellness and a communication guide, I am so passionate with having relationships be open and honest and, and taking their time. So blending the family should start with you. You need to do your soul searching and completely sever from that past hurt, whatever it may have been. For example, before I moved into blending my family, I had a lot of unresolved issues in, from my past relationship yeah. on both sides, where yeah. even... Now my new relationship is being disrespected. Does that make yeah. sense? Because are not respected. Can you say that one more time? Going back to the healing part. Really, you focus on you and get over your relationship completely on both sides, male, female. Let it go, baby. Yeah. Like some relationships are worth fixing and hanging on to, but some of them, when they already have a cracked foundation, the foundation was weak in the get-go. Maybe both of you found each other in the midst of tox a toxic time anyway. Definitely. Maybe somebody's intentions weren't pure. Mm -hmm. yeah. If the foundation is weak, it's already a condemned house. Yeah, absolutely. So let it go before you start trying to do other things. Let it go. Yes. Drop it. Have yes. a level of respect for that person because they're going to move on and get into relationships as well. So that's why it has to be a trust. Yeah. The trust and the healing. I love both of those trust and healing because, yes. yeah, you're right. If you establish anything, whether that's a blended family or just, you know, just two people, no kids, no nothing. Anything you join together when it comes to relationships, if you're not healed or you met each other off the strength that you both were in a traumatic situation or dealing with a traumatic situation. And then you're, you're uh, hurt connected with each other. Cause that's a such thing too. Sometimes you're hurt or your demons connect with that other person's hurt or demons in that season. And you started on a crack foundation as you, as you said. So yeah, I definitely agree. Properly blending definitely has to start with healing first, healing the individual. So yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love how you said that. And I definitely agree. Um, I will say, I will say, do not beat yourself up if you have gotten in a relationship where both you and your spouse were not healed already. I like that. Don't beat okay. yourself up because my spouse and I, we got together and we had some baggage. Yeah. 
And personally, I feel like his was heavier than mine. But he feels like my baggage was heavier than him. I'm like, so if I already got two baby daddies, so, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I like how you said that, too. Um, yeah. If you started wrong or if, you know, you started with the foundation crack, don't beat yourself up. I mean, it's always time yeah. to learn. Because Once you realize reality works, the, the, the saying iron sharpens iron, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have grown without this person, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. My man has only taught me lessons that I would have learned from a person like him. Yeah. And, and it's almost like don't throw the baby out with the, ba the bath water. So it's like, OK, not now, if it's an abusive situation, we're not speaking on that part, but we're just speaking no. on just being a flawed human being, getting into a relationship or a marriage. Um, right. and then you got to ask yourself, too, who is who is actually perfect? Who's actually fully healed before they get in anyway? Like, I think when blending any type of relationship or family, everyone's going to come with their own baggage. I guess it's just knowing how healed you are to know what type of baggage you want to deal with. I think that's you have, are you even healed enough or in the mental state? Are you emotionally intelligent to know that you are not ready to be in a relationship or if you are ready to deal with somebody else's mess? If you know that you're strong enough to deal with some, I could do bad all by myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. But am I willing enough? Does the bad, I know it's cliche, but does the bad outweigh the good? Yes. But it's a good cliche. I think it's a cliche that needs to stick because we do have to remember we are flawed humans. All of us are flawed. Like you're not going to find a perfect woman. You're not going to find a perfect man. So you do have to look at um, it's the Tyler Perry movie, the 80-20 rule. Does our good outweigh the bad? Is our good 80 percent and our bad 20 percent? Then, you you know, you stick with that. You know, you're not going to find a perfect human. You If you're looking for somebody to bring 100 percent, then you're looking for the wrong person. Um, guys, I hear um, I hear static on my end. I'm not sure if you hear it. Um, just let us know if it gets unbearable, so we could try to uh, fix it or deal with it. Yeah, it's, uh, I, it's like it's getting louder or something. But um, hopefully, you guys can hear us well enough because I'm loving her information. I'll refresh. I'll I'll try to refresh. Okay, so if you. Yeah, and if you refresh, um, just it'll probably kick us out for it'll probably kick us off the broadcast, but then you know you come back in, I'll still be on. So um yeah, guys, just let us know if it's bad okay. or if it's manageable. And if if it's bad, we'll just try to refresh. Oh, well, she did already. <laughs> she tried it already. Um, but yeah, for those that, that saw what she was saying, if you if you're trying to blend a family, just make sure you are healed in the areas emotionally and mentally. That you need to be healed in. I see you coming back in. But just um, try to be healed in the emotional and mental part on your end before trying to blend a family with somebody. Um, Rhonda, I see your screen, but I don't see a picture. Not sure if you can hear me or not. Anybody that's on, if you have anything to say, do you have anything to say to what she said so far? I mean, she's I feel like she's given us a lot so far when it comes to the blending, blending the family, making sure the kids are still involved with their emotions. Don't just, you know, get with your spouse, your husband or your wife. And then you just like shoot them out like you know, their emotions don't matter or their opinions don't matter. Um, making sure that the spouse that you're with, making sure they feel included as well. 
and making sure they're doing what they need to do to blend and um, create a bond with your child. Um, never keep them separated. You know, make sure that that a spouse is, is trying to build a, a bond as well. That's how you create the safety in your children. Uh, Rhonda, I don't know if you hear me or not, but your screen is up, but I don't see your picture. So I don't know if you're able to hear. Any questions so far, guys, those that are on? So give me one second while I text her. I don't know if she can hear me or what's going on. Hey, Rhonda, can you hear me? Okay, so while she's on in, while she's trying to get back in, guys, I'm going to do a quick intermission. Um, this is my online event that we'll be doing on February 27th. Um, it is, it will not be a public broadcast like this one, and the tickets are $10. So I have a male guest on here, as you can see, because I want men to also speak to us and show us what's attractive, you know, what's seductive and what men want when it comes to us women gaining our femininity back. So as you can see, let me try to take this off the screen. Let me get this comment off. Okay. So um, as you can see, our male guest speaker, that's Muhammad. Um, he's one of my YouTube followers. And then we have our connection coach, uh, Tabasha Holloman. Some of you guys may follow her on Facebook. Um, maybe you guys had a session with her already, but um, she's she will also be another speaker. Hey, Rhonda, give me a second. I, yes, I can hear you. <laughs> um, give me a second. I'm just letting them know about the event. So February 27th is the event. Um, I do have my cash app on there. I can um, send you an invoice through PayPal if you'd rather use that versus cash app. But tickets are ten dollars. Please let men know. Please let women know. Um, again, that broadcast will not be a public broadcast. So it's on, it's private only. So once you pay for um, your ticket, I will send you over to my private group. And, you know, on February 27th, that's when we'll go live. And it's not going to be like this, per se. Um, you guys will just have to be there to see it. But um, my guests, they're going to be interviewing me. They're going to be having their own um, things that they're speaking on. So it won't just be me asking the questions and, um, you know, interviewing them. So um, it's kind of hard to explain. You just have to get a ticket and kind of uh, be in the event to kind of see how it goes. But again, uh, February 27th, uh, tickets are $10 and that's my spiel. OK, Rhonda, so we trying to put you back in. Are we good? I'm hoping so. I said cancel, cancel. <laughs> I can see you. I, I can hear you. <laughs> you I rebuke. I hear my phone at. Let me get my phone. Yeah. Oh, see now. It, it would happen. Now you trying to play with me. <laughs> okay, there. We good? Cancel, cancel. Yes. I'm going to still try. We're going to talk and do it on the uh, the computer at the same time. You see, you okay. see how next. You see how balance tries to no, we need these gems and balance yeah. be trying to stay happy. Yes. And I love the internet, but I hate the internet. So I'm I'm in the process. I don't have a location where I can just have all my guests there. Um, not only that, 
a lot of my guests that I have too, they are in different states. So it's kind of hard, you know, so they wouldn't be able to travel here anyway. So I love the internet. As far as that, I could have guests from all over the state speaking, but I hate the internet because we have issues like these <laughs> getting kicked out and everything. So, uh, but you're on your phone now? Yes. I'm going to okay. use it until otherwise. I'm no be- problem. <laughs> okay. So I may not be able to, you may not be able to see the questions on the screen then since you're on your phone, but if that's okay, because I'll, ju- I'll just go ahead and read them off. Okay. Um, so did you want to add anything about properly blending the family before I go on to the next question? Um, I mean, we touched on the, the key points, heal self and uh, ease into there. Um, using um, interactive um, things will be helpful, like changing a tire together. If you're working with someone who's wanting to know how to do that, you could teach that to young boys, young girls, whomever. Um, life skills, teaching them life skills is a great way to build rapport. Okay, that's awesome. Yep. And I actually agree. Um, I, I spoke a little bit on when you clicked out uh, the last thing you said, which which talked about making sure you are healed before you try to blend a family. So I spoke a little bit on that. Did you want to add a little bit more to that before I go to the next question or you think we're good? Um, I'm sure you touched on it. I'm sure that you, you know, you laid your, your glitter on it. Definitely. <laughs> And I know, and I'm in all agreement. I trust you as a, you know, a relationship God. I know you gave some dope gems. It's so important. It's so very, very important. Something that I think that we overlook, even just for ourselves. I think we overlook that self-healing. So yeah, thank you, thank you, and I agree. Uh, so then, going on, and I'm just dissecting, guys. Um, if you don't, if you don't realize it, co-parenting and blending families are definitely two different things. Um, so I asked her, they're in their own ball game, they're mm-hmm. their own ballpark, but they do mesh, especially when you decide to get back into a relationship. Um, so she she just spoke on how to properly blend a family. So now, Rhonda, if you could just explain to us what co-parenting is. Co-parenting is is now the two parents that have created the child are now living in two yeah. different places and they're working together. They co working together, they're partnering, they're working aside. That's what we would like to have happen. But lots of times what's become common um, and just more in the open and more accessible to see too, is we see these families that are not Mm co-parenting and just one parent just doing it on their own. A lot of the times there's personality Clashes, someone may be a little bit narcissistic, you know. Yep, a lot of times. And some people just don't want to work. Yeah. Cohabiting is just not something that everyone wants to do for whatever their reasons. But that's why it's so important to do that soul searching for yourself. Mm-hmm. For you can heal from that selfish mindset, let's be honest. Yes, yes. Now build yourself up to the place where you can now withstand that behavior from that person and you're in a more accepting space instead of it being a draining space. Yeah. I um I actually did a video a little earlier today on narcissistic behavior. I haven't posted it yet. Um that can go long. That can go really long. There's so many behaviors and signs in that that you may not notice to make a person narcissistic. Um and I'll post that a little later. But yeah, sometimes you do have those narcissistic uh co-parenters in which they are trying to control your household versus worried about the child like we're which we should be concerned about the child and the child's well-being i should not be trying to control 
your personal life, who you're with, what you're doing, where you're at, how you do it, when you do it. That's no longer my concern. The only time I should be concerned as a co-parent is if I feel like you're in a relationship that's hindering my child or harming my child. Other than that, I shouldn't be in in none of your business, none of your personal business as a co-parent. And that's how me and my um, ex-husband, that's how we work really well together, because that's what we do. We don't we don't get in each other's personal business, who we're dating, who we're with, where we're at, where we're going. We don't get into none of that. Only thing we talk about is our son. In which we built a friendship over time. So sometimes we'll we'll even talk about our jobs, you know, things like that. Something that's happened to us in life, just you know, on a friendship level. But we built that co-parenting relationship to where we can do that. You know, we built the safe boundaries within each other to where if I choose to talk to you about somebody I'm dating, that's because we have that friendship and not because I'm being nosy, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing or who you're doing. Once again, the self-love and the self-healing is another aspect where that's important. It's because a lot of the times your co-parenting relationship and communication will be stronger because you guys have put aside the breakup too. Yes, yes. We didn't mention the breakup. Yeah. The breakup is now, you know, because sometimes you kind of have your feelings about how it went down. To them, it was your fault. But you, you know, you wasn't doing your part. Yeah. And the person taking ownership over how she impacted the relationship. Yes. Realized why you all did not work out. Yeah. What yep. did you, you supporting? Were you whatever, you know? And so just keep doing the work, keep digging, digging, digging. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, I think stuff like that when it comes to co-parenting is you, I mean, depending on how the breakup happened, the divorce or you know the breakup, depending on how it happened, I know you can't always just go right into a positive, 100% healthy co-parenting. I get that and I understand that. But like I say, it's back to what you're saying. You have to heal. Like our divorce didn't happen on a fun level. It didn't happen on a good, healthy way. But within that time frame of, us being separated, we both went on our separate healing journey to the point where we were, you know, as my our, my son was getting older, we was able to now, okay, you know what? This ain't about me. This ain't about you. This is about our son. So what we're going to do is we're just only going to focus on him and his well-being. Yeah. So and I, once again, it's okay that you weren't an expert at divorcing. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's okay that you weren't good at getting divorced. I mean, right. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I mean, I hope you wouldn't. Now, can you divorce in a very civil way? Like, you know what? This is not working out. I think we should go our separate ways. Ooh, back to you. Get what I'm saying? If you yeah. Ooh, thank you. I felt the yeah. same way. Yeah. And are now then okay, cool. But yeah. that also with self healing, so they yeah. can be completely honest with themselves that this is not working for me, yeah. and then. Into, but once again, that's why there's relationship counselors that specialize with divorce, with separating and helping you come to a decision. Life coaches that will help you come to a decision. Is this something that I need to move forward with or not? Is this damaging to the generational health of my family? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I think ultimately we need to keep in mind when, when co-parenting is always about the kid. It's not about you, your personal feelings. It's not about the drama that happened between 
you and the dad or you and the mom is always about the child. And so, like you said, sometimes they have people have to go through counseling. You have to go through therapy. You have to go maybe get a life coach. You know, I know people don't like uh, it's like people are quick to put family and friends into their business, but they don't put therapists into the business. You know, somebody who is on the outside of the feelings who can actually help you self heal. Yes, I was just telling my spouse this yesterday. When you begin to speak outside of your conversation, your situation, you're now making your conversation have more webs to it. You're bringing more connections and more frequencies to it. And now you done called somebody out of town. Now your problems are national? Yeah. <laughs> Say oh, national. Well, state to state, don't it, baby? You okay? You out here, you worldwide. Yes, yes. And that's something that I struggled with. I struggled with that. And that's okay. I struggled with keeping my business to myself. My spouse and I can go through something and it don't be that bad to us. And I tell people all the time, my man and I haven't gone through everything, but the things we've gone through, most have not survived. Yeah. 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 That's why I'm still rocking with him because he's still willing to grow. Yes. Yes. But we're involving family i heard i don't remember who told me this but you're gonna be more forgiving than your family will be oh yeah you're gonna get over it before your family does here's something else when you get into that blended family do not get so wrapped up in your blended family that now you begin to not co-parent absolutely wow do not get too wrapped up in your blended family to where now you're not co-parenting I've yeah. Done, yeah. Done that where I'm like, oh, have you talked to your daddy? <laughs> you get what yeah. I'm saying? They'll yeah. all out because we we made an agreement. We'll make sure, you know, we kind of talk to about our schedule so we know when to call. Yeah. Because our time zones are different. People work at different times. And he wants to be accessible anytime that his daughter calls, right? Yeah. yeah. But me. I'm trying to juggle a new baby. And that's that's where the communication has to be clear because I can now speak to my child's father like, hey, it's not personal. I'm now having a new baby and I'm trying to just get. And he's like, okay, no, I understand. I get it. I yeah. understand. There was a point in time where he was like, I'll just keep the baby till he's one. I'll keep, you know, my daughter until the baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, know. I get what you're saying. I see you. You uh, do you have do you have a headphones? You going you kind of going in and out. I know you don't notice it, but I do. Um, so whoever's watching on my end, they'll, Let me they'll see. see the same thing. Um, but I'm just keep talking while you do that. But so I'm dealing with that now. So for those who are co-parenting and you guys have a child who's old enough to either have their own phone or grab your phone and call. Uh oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think I was hearing an echo though. Yeah, I think oh, I'm hearing yeah. an echo through the headphones. <laughs> but um, oh. so I'm at a point. Me and my son. So I had my one of my brothers was like, "You good?" Oh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, one of my brothers was like, "He's too young. He don't need a phone." I think he was six at this time or something like that. And he like um. He hate electronics, you know, all of that. So he like, he don't need a phone. Why are you getting him a phone? So this this outside outside opinions, right? 
But me and my son's father had came to the agreement because I was so busy or I was to the point where he couldn't get access to my phone all the time. And his dad wanted to call. We made the agreement. He's going to get a phone at eight six. Because guess what? Now you can call him whenever you want to call him. Now he can call you whenever you want to call you without mommy having to be here and be off the phone or, you know, when he was a babysitter or daycare, he had access to be able to call his dad. That worked for us. That's how we was able to co-parent versus allowing somebody else to come in and say, no, you know, the dad needs to do this and the other. You don't need to get him a phone. Well, it's co-parents and me and his dad. You no longer have a decision in this. We got to do what's best for the child, not what's best for us or what's best for a family member or a friend. So that's something I want everybody to keep in mind as well. Um, now, like you saw my your, he was like, let me get my I'll just give my daughter until your son until your baby is one or whatever. <laughs> I'm dealing with that now. Five months pregnant then. So I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. My son is 12 now. And so it's like now he's at a point. So he goes with his dad in the summer. That's that's our co-parenting um agreement because his dad stays out of state. So of course he goes school to school here. Now that they have COVID and they're doing online, we've made arrangements for my son to go and be with his dad whenever he wants because he's online schooling now. Mm -hmm. So now my son, so my son is 12 and now he, he does the whole calling me whenever he wants to. And now I feel, now I feel like the other parent, like now I feel like his dad. So I'm getting sad, you know, and I'm like, you know, his dad, like, well, um, he wants to stay here for a year or whatever, since they doing online schooling. And I'm like, you know, no, or whatever. That's, that wasn't an agreement we had. But again, we're talking these things out because co-parenting is about the child. It's not about me and it's not about him. So, again, that's whatever decision you make, that's what we got to keep in mind. And, and you have to keep in mind the uh, the genders. Yeah. I know to pretend like genders don't exist. I yeah. know that, I, you know, <laughs> I understand. I completely get it. Now I'm, I'm all there, all, all for it. I support you and however... You need to make it through this thing called life. Yeah. But, sweetheart, <laughs> if the child is at a certain age, excuse me, where they want to be with that side of the parenting that fits yes. that estrogen or testosterone that yes. they let them go. Yes. I had, I did, I have a couple friends that I would probably tell my whole life story too they've never steered me wrong um everything has been safe with them for years um but i was talking to one of them and one of them is a guy and he said the same thing and i'm like no it's my baby it's also <laughs> another thing with blending families i came into blending a family as a single parent so uh -huh. i of a boy so i also had to learn how to one retrain my thinking that i'm no longer a single parent yes Yes. I had to retrain my thinking. But yeah. then I also had to allow there to be a shift change of authority. Absolutely. Yeah. But that took time. Yeah. That yeah. took time. My son and my spouse did not start off okay. My son <laughs> started up with this 34-year-old man and he yeah. was like seven. It squared up with this 34-year-old, 200 and something pounds, almost 300 pounds, six three you know yeah yeah that's tough that's tough okay first of all i didn't know my son was a thug i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> that's tough you know but right then i didn't have 
my spouse be the disciplinarian either. Mm-hmm. Then I, he was not ready for him to be a disciplinary. But I told him, you gonna let him talk to you like that? <laughs> so now you let him, right, right. And then for you stepping out of that, because that's another issue too with co-parenting or blended families. Um, and I actually, I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna put this next question on the screen. Because sometimes it's like the other person's parent don't want your your boyfriend, your 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 husband, wife, girlfriend disciplining the child. So now here's another issue. Who disciplines the child? You know, so then if you're the only one disciplining the child and the child definitely respects you because you are their mother. But then they how are they looking at your husband? Like, you can't tell me nothing. You ain't nobody. That's a struggle. Children are manipulators by nature. By nature. And the human nature is to divide and conquer. That's the negative side of it. Yeah, yeah. Kids really love. Oh, they love it. Yeah. When they get into their manipulative stages, oh my God. They love seeing their parents be separated and then their parents' new spouses be separated. They're going to play against each other like none other baby. Especially if it works in their favor. Especially if it works in their favor. I um I know you can't see the question on the screen because you're on your phone, but before I ask the question that's on the screen, we got a commenter that <laughs> she said, Oh Jesus, a shift change in authority, very tough in blending families for a single mom. Um, did you wanna did you wanna explain a little bit more how did you get to the point where you was able to to give over that type of authority? I hope that the reason why I share these tools is that people (laughs) will learn before I did. (laughs) But it actually took for me. So my son, let me let me put it into perspective for you. I am about 135 pounds and I'm about five, four, five, five. Mm -hmm. My son is four eleven and 120 pounds. Yeah. So he's about at eye level. Yeah. So remember, I'm traumatized. I have a past. And when he <laughs> walks up to me, I forget who he is. I, I go in defense mode. Yeah. I catch myself squaring up like, boy, I don't yeah. want your Look now, back up, fella. Yeah. Look, yeah. Big fella. Back yeah. up. You know, I'm going to ask your daddy about me. You better back up. No. Right, yeah. I, hey. Mm-hmm. Ask your daddy. No, mm-hmm. no. But I, we ended up getting into a altercation we're upset we're going back and forth and i tried to pop my baby in his in his mouth and he looked at me like he's about to call me on my name wow and i i in me i instantly went my path i'm back okay yeah i'm like no 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 it's getting good (laughs) Um, yeah, it, it keeps clicking to a black screen. Are we here? I hear you. I will check. Okay, we good? Okay, go ahead. Oh, so you good. Cancel, cancel. I cancel that. <laughs> I cancel it. Hear me? Okay, cool. So with me, I ended up inside of me being triggered came out. And I was back to that little girl having to fight her daddy. And when I felt like that, the parental side of me was like, that's your baby, honey. 
That's your baby. That's your child. You're doing the same thing. My parenting and my childhood had a conversation with each other in front of my child as I'm about to lay his ass out. Right. Yeah. And I had to walk away and I just cried to my man. He was laughing at me. He was laughing at me. That was a beautiful thing about me being with somebody that I know I trust their spirituality because their higher source is going to tell them everything that they need to know. So I'm entrusting of their wisdom and their guidance. And he's, he's holding me as I'm crying. And he was like, so you ready to stop trying to be a man now? Ooh. I said, I never even saw it. He said, you've been doing it in our relationship since we met. Wow. Been the man. And it makes sense. I get it. But are you done trying to be the man now? And I just cried. I just released and he just held space for me and I just healed. I'm done. I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done trying to protect myself for what I have. I got some people I'm in the question. I want to put them on, but I again have to do a quick intermission because you made me do it. <laughs> when you spoke on that being a man, he said, are you done being a man? That hit so hard because again, guys, this and is, it was on Mother's Day, girl. On Mother's Day. This is why I created this event. Um, the comment, the event link is in the in the um the comment section, guys. Hopefully, you can get a ticket for this. It will not be public like this. Um, that reason right there, what her husband had to tell her is exactly why I'm doing the event, and I have a male guest speaker because we got to get we we've been traumatized so long from growing up, our childhood. Things happen in our past relationships to the point where we have become so masculine. So when we forgot that feminine side, we've been had to, we've had to, well, who, who was it on the color part? We had to fight our whole life, right? For real. Come on now. <laughs> and we won't let a man be a man, even when we don't realize it. Cause like he, like she said, her husband said, you've been doing it our whole relationship. You ain't even notice it. You've been doing it. And we don't notice it because we've had to be strong for so long. Guys, oh. get a ticket to my event. Get a ticket to my event. It's $10. We want men there. We want women there. We're going to touch on this femininity topic because, again, I know we are strong black women. Yes, we are. But, baby, we are not a man. And it's going to it's gonna come a point. <laughs> it's going to come a time and a point in our life where we're going to need a man, whether that's our husband, our boyfriend, or our brother, somebody to step in and take those, son, those sons of ours and put them in their place. All right, I'm off my soapbox. That's it. That's all. Let's get back to the broadcast. It's called, <laughs> so, it's, it's called balance. And I thank you for having a platform that shows balance. It has nothing to do with gender. We get lost in that. Stop it. It has nothing to do with, with stop. It yeah. has nothing to do with, with gender. Yeah. It's do, does your body have the organs in it that produce testosterone that feeds off of testosterone and it feeds off of estrogen okay cool well we need the other part of it so we can balance out the children absolutely absolutely put, it, put it on, uh, an energy realm and frequency okay masculine energy cool well, i need some feminine energy now and people get lost in the gender and that's not even what it's about you get what i'm saying absolutely my son i have raised my son as far as I can. Is it? 
longer time for me to be the disciplinarian. I need to show him how to be, I can't show him how to be a man, but I can show him how to be a gentleman. I had a, exactly, bingo. I love how you said that. We got to know our place as women. We're not saying, we're not saying you're weak if you step down from being masculine or, you know, having that, that authority figure. But we're saying is just put it into proper perspective at this point, because we can't teach a man how to be a man, but we could, we could teach our sons how to be a gentleman. Exactly what you said. We could teach our sons what type of relationship to have, what type of woman to look for. If you're if you're this strong woman, you got a box with your man or your son. I'm sorry. You got a box with your son all the time. You got to snap out on him, hit him, whatever, to prove your point or, or prove your authority ship. You're teaching him what type of woman to accept. You're mm. teaching him, this is what women do. This is what women should do. This is what type of woman I should have. We got to put it in proper perspective. We got to get back to our femininity and learn our side of that. Now, I do want to say, before I go to my next question, I want to go back to our comment because I want you to answer um, April's comment. And I'm going to tell you what George said before um, I go to April's comment. So going back to the discipline side of um the spouse being able to discipline your child. So George said, any child I feed, I will discipline. If they don't like it, move out, move out. So that's, that's one, that's from a male's perspective. Now going down to April. So April said, let me see if I, I'm gonna just put her on the screen. Then I'll go back to my question. So April said, at what level of a relationship do you think a girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse can or should be able to tell your kids what to do? Um, well, okay. Commenting off of George first. Um, I know that's right. <laughs> okay. I know that's right. Shoot. You more than what and I will I do that's the that's the beauty of actually co parenting. Yeah, yeah. Out of it. Cause when you tired of me and I'm tired of you, you can go to a different house. We can miss each other. <laughs> And that was weird for me when I got with my spouse and now we have a kid and I can't just ship him off. The kid got to stay in the house with us now. I don't get no breaks. This, this, you know, it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. This two parent home stuff. No, <laughs> I will say, yes, I'm in completely, but there is a certain way of doing it to where you are a leader and not a dictator. There's a certain way where you can communicate with the children of like, look, I'm providing a life for you. And all I'm asking for you to do is to return the, the respect. Mm -hmm. And when you feel like that's too much, you are more than welcome to go find somewhere else to go. I've been telling my son that since he was two months old. No, <laughs> you are more than welcome to go somewhere else. <laughs> now, I do say I will in a safe, emotionally safe way. I will tell my son if what's going on here is not fitting suit with you. You're more than welcome to go with daddy. I don't want to keep you. If I am in an abusive and I say that to set the example, when you are with daddy and you do not feel safe and comfortable, and that should be with any parent. If you do not feel safe and comfortable with me, you have the freedom to go tell somebody that you trust to make sure that you are safe. Yeah. Because mommies can do some messed up stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Period. And um, what was the second question? Um, she said, at what level of a relationship do you think the girlfriend, boyfriend or spouse can or should be able to tell the kids what to do? 
a certain level, once again, that came up to where, you know, my son and my spouse were having a squabble. And I looked at my spouse and was like, you going to let him talk to you like that? Yeah. You're an adult. Now, yeah. if my son is being blatantly disrespectful and you don't correct him, you're creating a rocky foundation with your child. And if that biological parent does not back up the additional parent, you all are creating a rocky environment for that child on top of what it already is. And that is when the respect is gone right there. They will test you and you have to stand steadfast and show a united front. Once again, they're, ma they're manipulators, but you're the master manipulator. Yeah. I give you choices, but the two options are going to be what I want you to do. I love that you said that because I want people to get um, in blended families. You have to be a united front. So if my, my if my child is disrespecting you, especially as a head of this household, if my child is disrespecting you, I have to allow you to discipline them. And I'm not necessarily saying smack them or nothing like that. There are different ways of discipline. I have to allow you to do that so you can put your foot down and they can respect your authority. But if I didn't agree with how you did that, I'm going to address you or check you behind closed doors. My child would never see me go to war with you about how they talk to you, because, again, children are manipulative. So if they mm -hmm. see mama telling telling her husband, you better not ever talk to my child like that. You can't say that. You know, they finna manipulate that situation and further situations. So you never want to be divided in front of the children. You definitely want to be a united front in front of them. So I agree. Um, and April, I would say I do agree with Rhonda. I think when when it gets to the point where your child is being disrespectful, that's the level right there. There's no time frame. <laughs> There's no time frame on it. At, at the moment that that child disrespects your partner, that's the moment. That's the level that they should be able to tell your kids what to do. Yeah. And you have to trust their parenting style, too. Once again, getting into a relationship, getting into any interpersonal relationship with another person. I'm hoping you're interviewing them and taking your time. Absolutely. And and I pray that it's not with a toxic, unhealthy person and they're masking who they are. Yeah, because ask yourself, if, if you are with somebody who can't discipline your child, why are you with them? What's the purpose of being with them? Because it's not easy raising kids especially blending families or especially co-parenting. And then going back to the co-parenting, I'm going to let you answer this one. April also said something else. So she said, um, is that something that I guess with disciplining the kids, is that something that all three adults have to agree on? So you and your spouse or you and your, you know, you and your partner and then the other parent or, or what do you think about that? Um, I did that. Uh, I sat down and I spoke to his ex-wife. And I was like, you know, I know how dad felt. I know dad was like, oh, I want, you know, you're fine. You know, we're blending. Dad's when they, eh, sorry if this is sexist or whatever, but something I've noticed. Become <laughs> um, family men all of a sudden when they get a girlfriend. Yeah. Very family. When they get someone else, I, they become very family. And so they allow their spouse to kind of make the decisions and feed them and go right into the nurturing role. So that's kind of, sometimes that can be a little bit iffy. So yeah. since I knew that I was going to be in that role as a nurturer to my spouse's children, I felt like it was my obligation to speak to the actual nurturer because she has a 12 year old girl. She's about to start her period. <laughs> 
and you finna deal with all them hormones and yeah. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to. I don't want to cross over boundaries. That might not be a conversation. What if she starts her period with me instead of with her mother? Do I have conversations with her now and let her know about, or do I wait for her mother to do that? So yeah. I had to, I had to reach out to her with the permission of my spouse. Absolutely. I didn't always respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. I didn't always respect that boundary. It was something that I came to learn. Oh, it's probably best that I don't hit up my baby daddy's girlfriend. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that without him knowing. Like that gets really messy. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's impacted me, him, well, well the kids. They see yeah. that. So I definitely say reach out if your spouse is at a place where he's like, or she is like, yeah, you could speak to them. Then everyone and and my spouse has done that with my child's father, has had a conversation, and they kind of you know they talked about it. But once again, I am the custodial parent, so there's different levels to that too. I'm the custodial parent, and I got an extra spouse. So kind of like what George said, if you in my house, my rules, my house, my rules. <laughs> I mean, baby, because I I respect my co-parent, but the non-custodial parent. You get what I'm saying? So if my spouse got to yeah. do daddy decisions. I think, um, so that's going to jump me back to my question I had before I went to uh, the commenters. Uh, when co-parent, when, uh, when co-parenting, what boundaries does the biological parent need to establish? I, I think it goes back to that because, yes, I mean, you are their father, and I'm just speaking because I'm the woman. Yes, he has a father, but I'm not going to talk to his father about everything that goes in my house. It goes back to George, my house, my rules. So if it's something, though, for the, the child's well-being, then, yeah, okay, I will talk to you as his dad and, you know, incorporate you in on a decision. But, no, other than that, if, if we are separating my house, my rules, your house, your rules. I can't dictate your house, and, and you can't dictate mine. Term for that, and I can't remember it right now. <laughs> Actual term for where it's like, look, that's your house, that's my house. Oh. Yeah. When it comes it's like, to, I'll, I'll make sure I throw it out there and or I'll even send it to you and we could post it later on. But yeah. No, that's a, that's a real thing as well, too. But that's it comes with a level of trust. Yeah, it does come with a level of trust. But if you know that that child, if you know that the environment is unhealthy, not because you guys got in arguments and you all don't communicate well, is that other parent an actual danger to the child? Right. Even if you all have to, because here's the thing. It's so funny. A lot of single mothers, excuse me, I'm not going to say a lot. I have heard a, I have heard some single parents complain about being single parents. when, But you just cut off a whole nother family. You cut them off. You could have had 15,000 aunties and uncles on the other side that would have helped you babysit. But you cut that family off. And that's the other side that people don't talk about. Because when we deal with stuff like this now... Now, this is spilling over past even co-parenting. Some women, they don't want nobody to tell their child anything. So you just cut people off because you just don't want nobody to tell you nothing about your child. That's that's your issue now. If you don't hush and let grandma and grandpa do their thing, and I guess I'm like that because both of my biological parents are deceased. Uh So my man, look, girl, okay, let me um, so single parenting and I had to go into a blended family right now this new blended family that I'm in his parents are still living and I'm like oh y'all what, 
you want your grandchild? Take him. You said you're going to keep him for two weeks. <laughs> That's the <a> thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we live in a different state. So I'm like, so wait a minute. <laughs> I already know uh, where they're going in the summer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You know, that's beautiful. But another thing to touch on, that is not your responsibility to keep up that relationship with that family. That is the biological parents' responsibility to make sure that grandma, here's an issue. When you guys have never had a, a, a strong relationship with the family, when you and dad fall out, now the child is losing grandma and whoever else if it's not the type of family that's not going to reach out past their yeah. child behavior and that's true because i um i went through that i went through that and um i've reunited with some of them recently but my child was older so it was to the point um it's to the point as they started getting older and i guess seeing things on social media they would hit him up and say hey she don't ever bring him around and i had to tell my uh son's father in which he understood it clearly we didn't argue or nothing like that i said you got to think they don't have a relationship with me. Why would I continue to call you or text you? Hey, can you get him? Hey, can he come play with his cousins? Can he do this? Can he do that? No, if you want your grandchild, if you want your nephew, if you want your cousin, you know, whatever it is, it's your responsibility to reach out and get that relationship with him. I shouldn't be trying to force the relationship or make a relationship. There's nothing wrong with being an initiator. There's nothing wrong with that. But if one side is being completely resistant, yeah, yeah. It's kind of there for the drama. Like, like something that I, I did, like, I would reach out just to say I reached out, but I never held my breath. Yeah, yeah. Hey, such and such's birthday is coming up. I don't really expect for you to come, but you can't say I never invited you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to see my efforts. Yeah. And then my child is going to see that you didn't reciprocate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my child is going to see, you know, mm-hmm. if he wants me to invite him, I'll invite him. And there was times I would invite my child's father to go places and I wouldn't tell my child. So that expectation wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, cool. So I would yeah. tell him he's graduating from A, B, C, and D program. If you would like to come, you're more than welcome to come. Mm-hmm. So it put up cool, but if he didn't, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And it would have uh-huh. made even more more exciting if he showed up yeah yeah so i um bring the uh the comments so april also she commented a little bit more so she said it's going back to those boundaries um if i don't hit if i don't hit in my house can the girlfriend or you know boyfriend spouse whoever can the partner hit the kid or if i don't cuss at my kid can the partner cuss at the kid here's where Prayer is so important <laughs> because when it comes to the cursing thing, that's something that um, is kind of in our house. And it's all about let's have this conversation. This is what makes me feel comfortable. But you and the co- you and your co-parenting outside of the partners, you two should be able to have that conversation of like, this is my boundary, dude. Like, you know, I don't hit it. You know I don't hit, so I really don't feel comfortable with the your spouse hitting yet. Yeah. I don't. I'm not there. And if that spouse is, if the co-parenter is like, well, I do hit, that was one of the reasons why we separated, was because our disciplinary styles were too different to cope with. Right. That's a reason why some people split up. 
Right. And so if you're, okay, I understand that you hit, but can we compromise? Compromise. Can you just be the disciplinarian until I become a little bit more comfortable? In the event that that the other co-parenter is like, sure, I'll compromise with you. You have to come back with the rebuttal of, and this is what I'm going to do to become more comfortable. What's your part? Yeah. And I know that everyone's like, you can't do something to get something in return, but that's kind of human nature. Yeah, that's that's compromising everything. Yeah, there's always going to be compromise of some sort. Uh, For me, I feel like pick your battles wisely. You you shouldn't fight everything. um, Because one of the things is, for me, I'm a disciplinary, like, I whoops. I use that belt. So my son's dad doesn't. So he doesn't. Now, when he goes to his house, he don't use the belt or anything like that. He chooses a different form of, uh, you know, punishment or whatever. So I think for me, because I use the belt and I know my um, my son's father don't like the belt, I would talk with my spouse or partner and just let them know, hey, I will do the belt, but you got to find some other type of way to discipline him. And that's just out of respect for my son's dad. Now, I don't cuss in my house at my son or around my son. His dad does. I can't control his house. I can't say stop cussing at my kid, stop doing this, stop doing that. That's something I just have to eat. I have to bite, eat the bite the dust, whatever you want to say. That's what he do at his house. That's I can't control that. Yeah. So I have to trust that that parent. I have yeah, to trust so some battles you can't fight. You know, some things you just got to kind of, if it's not harming the child mentally and emotionally, you just got to kind of. And it's hard because one of my baby daddies traveled in the circus. So I get <laughs> So I'm literally traveling around. I'm like, all these people I don't know, Jesus. Are you putting her coat on? Are you washing her hands when she's leaving? Now I'm micromanaging her dad. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to, this is why it's so important to be careful who you make children with because if you weren't going to trust him in the first place absolutely but i know we can't cry over spilled milk so now what am i going to do to learn to become more trusting with my child's parent what compromises what discussions do we have to have even if it is why do we not communicate clearly even if it's that or okay because i hurt you bad in the relationship okay cool how can we move past this okay great now back to the kids if you got to take a quick sidebar and come right. back, do that. But it's not about you no more. Exactly. When blending families and when co-parented, if y'all don't get nothing else, just get. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's about the child. Every decision you make from that point on out is about the child or the children. Period, Poe. Period. <laughs> I don't even say that. Look what you just made me I do. No, I'm trying. I'm trying because it used to be period point blank. I remember that period. Right, right, right. <laughs> period. Now period poo. So I be trying to stay young. That's all that is. Let me try to. <laughs> okay, so the uh, I got a couple more questions. Then we'll be in the live. So guys that are still on, get your questions and comments out for our guests because um, we'll be ending shortly. Um, but once the person realizes they are the issue, um, what do they need to do to start the process of changing? counseling like <laughs> go to counseling it's okay i'm pretty sure the little child in you is just as damaged and traumatized <laughs> as the adult you so just yes. 
Go ahead and knock it out. That's why I say I'm a wellness and communication guide because I'm going to guide you to get some help. Yeah. And I, she is, guys. Her link is in the caption. Make sure y'all yeah, follow her. Check out her programs. Um, I love that because we do need help. Mentally and emotionally, especially in a black community, we need help. Yeah. We need I, help. We need help. It's a real thing. Post-traumatic slave syndrome. A lot of broken homes also come from just habit. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a it was a design. It's a scientific like method behind PTSD. <laughs> that was a purposeful thing, splitting up the foundation of a home. So yeah. it's okay that it was doing its job. Now that we understand that slavery did its thing, okay, great, it worked. <laughs> now can, let's do the healing. Let's yeah. let's you know. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. I forgot you even mentioned that um, when we talked outside of here. Um, PTSD. Yes, we we get in a lot of people nowadays, even adults, just on other subjects. Um, we want to get to we we bring up slavery when it comes to the woman disrespecting the man. You know, a, a total different topic than what we're speaking about. But I notice people bring up slavery, and like you said, I love that you said that. Okay, yeah, we get it. We know what slavery did to us. We know how it came to divide, conquer, yada yada yada. Where are we at now? What are we doing now to fix that situation and to correct PTSD? What are we doing now? We can't continue using slavery as an excuse to why we're so divided. Now it's time for us to get undivided. Yeah, there's so many resources here that we need to use. Cognitive behavioral therapy, just identifying our generational curses, identifying. And then actually, once you identify, rectify, close it out. Like, let's heal it and drop it off. That's release, relief, and restoration. Absolutely. Release, 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 relief, and restoration. We got to let it go. And then you have to have your sigh of relief. Like, ooh, finally I let that go. Now let me replant my soil. Let me me get back onto it. There are so many different resources that you can go, such as Cornerstones for Care. They're another place that supports relationships. Um, just like conquering relationships, that's a support that will be able to get you into these different directions. Reading, reading. Oh my goodness. And we're in the year of information, misinformation, but there's so much out here, you know, and then also you got a top line. Then you're in the year of conjunction. Yes. So now, now you really don't have any reason to not get the tools that you need because now you're off the plantation again. Your curse has been broken. If you want to go into every realm. Let's go every realm now, spiritually and biblically and historically. You're off the plantation again. So go on YouTube, start researching some things. Go find you a life coach. Go find you a therapist. Hey, it's cool to go to therapy now, guys. It is very cool. It's cool to get help. It's cool to admit that you're not okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's, I feel like everything, whether it's blended families, co-parenting, anything with relationships, it, it all has to start with you healing as the individual. And that's my main purpose for conquering relationships. You're not going to conquer any relationship, friendship, business ship, whatever ship in your life until you begin to heal the inner you first, then get take those steps to move forward. So That's why I'm so adamant on mentioning generational health and i always yeah. tell you are the drop in your own ripple effect that's confirmation i mean excuse me the creator has made a, a universe and a world with constant 
confirmation around you, frackles, just how the trees have a trunk and it splits off and it just keeps growing. And it's all depending on how the roots started off, all depending on how the foundation is starting off. Seeing a house for itself, like we said, that's confirmation of how we need to just go about our lives. If your foundation is already wrecked and cracked, the house is already going to be condemned. So that foundation. Um, I'm glad Dean just said something. Um, so I agree and disagree. I'm going to read what he says. I'm going to disagree to the point where it's no such thing as a generational curse. Now, the only way I say I disagree is because I agree with that. You're right. You're right in the aspect. I disagree in the fact that it's no such thing, but it's a such thing because our people, our generation, our mental, we have created it as a such thing. We've created, we replay things back that's happened over time. I'm sorry. Let, let's change the terminology. Okay. Excuse us. A different <laughs> habit. Habits. Yes, yes. But I get what he's saying. That's why I say I agree and disagree. Um, I, there is none. There is none because you you have the power every day to get up and change that. But it, it's a such thing only because our people continue to make it a such thing. Like it should not be a such thing as a generational curse. But our habits, our daily habits, our mental, our the way we think, the way we act, we are making this a generational curse, and it, do, it and it shouldn't be. Exactly, Dean. We need to stop dwelling. We need to move forward. Absolutely, and that's where the healing comes from. We, we we're making excuses when we say generational curse. So yeah, I agree with um, the perspective that he's coming from. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're habits, definitely habits that we have to break. But I will say that one statement that we've learned in English, <laughs> yeah. which which in just the American culture, which is such a a myth. Ooh, I just I don't like ignorance is bliss. No, it is not. <laughs> that's not good because that's where the generation. That's why, it's, to me, in my opinion, it's considered a curse because I don't even know what's happening. And a lot of the times we don't even know that these habits are being like, um, for instance, some people won't even know that this is a habit that they're doing because that's what their parents did and so on and so forth. Like, and some homes, um, we see common, um, or that's what's commonly portrayed. Let's put that out there that the father is not active inside of the home. It's a two parent home, but now all the daddy does is work and just lay down. No, like, and some parents do do that to where they're not engaging. It's not always about your presence. It's about what you're doing. How are you engaging? What are you doing to interact with this person? What are you feeding into this child? Instead of just being present, being there as a body. That's a generational thing because they're dad. And then they had to work harder. And it was probably from a time where a person was snatched away from you can say who knows where that that habit started from yeah. but it kept continuing and now it's once again a habit and they don't even realize that they're doing it until they've done the soul searching of like i'm losing my family and i don't understand why well because you're not here you're mm -hmm. just but once again that's that's only one side that we're shown right it's very careful that we guard our eyes and what we hear, because on TV, are they showing things relatable? Or are they trying to show us what we need to be doing? Right. And that's um, Marla. I don't know if you can see the comments, but Marla said um, it's a such thing because it's a learned behavior. 
until we turn away from those things and begin to become informed about those habits and do differently. And yes, and that's that's the Marlon, for what you said, that's the only reason I said I disagree with Dean, because ultimately I actually agree with Dean. But because we're not turning away from the learned behaviors and learned habits, that's the reason we're creating something that's called a generational curse, because it's what we're doing. We're passing it down. So yeah. that's why we're passing down those detrimental habits um, from whether the co-parents and blending the families. Our, our thought process is we're passing it down. So that's why it's becoming to be what we call, quote unquote, a generational curse. But I agree with Dean. Ultimately, I agree with him and I agree with you, Marla. We got to change those behaviors. It's not really a curse. It's just that we're lazy. We don't want to change what we know we need to change. I can give you an example of a generational curse, generational habit, toxic habit, um, imbalanced habit. Um, for example, I I have a, a tough shell, if you will. When I were to fall and, and hurt myself, I would have to get up and shake it off. So that can not ever acknowledging that you've hurt yourself in some type of way is dangerous as well. Hmm. Right. It's good to have a tough shell because you're resilient. But there are times where you're actually overlooking the fact that you broke your leg and now you're still walking on it and you're damaging it even, even more. Yeah. So I was raised that way. If I fail, get up. And I didn't understand. I, I started my period. You'll be all right. And I didn't understand that that was a generational habit imbalance until I had now an additional daughter who is now my daughter. My biological daughter is six. I got some time before she starts moving, yeah. in, you know, her womanhood. But now that I have blended this family, I have someone that has moved into their womanhood and I don't know how to support her. And that's where it became such a blessing that I have a relationship with her mother because she because I'm not going to be the emotional support that she needs. I would love to learn to be. And then I can also, I have a rapport with mom that I can ask what works best for her? What do you do? And on top of that, now I don't have a biological mother to ask either. So, you know, but once again, I was raised to be that tough show to get over it because the person that raised the person that raised me, yeah. single mother and had to have that mentality of get up, keep going. Get up, keep going. And guess what? Her mother had to have that same behavior. And that's why it's continued. That's why I kept going. And I didn't know that it was going like that until I decided to break it by now seeing my additional daughter in pain. And I'm like, are you okay? What do you need? What feels best for you? Would you like a rice pack? Would you just like to lay down? I'm asking her questions as opposed to, it's just your period. It's going to happen all the time. You'll be okay. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> right yeah and that's what a lot of things we do is because of how we were taught and how we were raised but again what I'm doing now with conquering relationships I wasn't taught this my family was so dysfunctional the marriage is so dysfunctional like family so dysfunctional I was not taught this but because I knew I didn't want to be the type of family I came from my purpose divorce coming up getting divorced myself it brought me into a purpose that is now I, I'm asking questions. I'm getting different guests on the show so you can help me and other people see stuff in a different light so that we can do what Dean and Marla is talking about. Start doing something different. Start changing. Start going back. As well, that, no, we're taking the negative power away from me. Yes. Like, no, I am not shackled. I am not, you're right. I am yes. definitely not, you know, in, I'm not controlled by that. I am not. 
Because words matter. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean, for that little whooping. I, I thank you for that. <laughs> so hopefully. And I did, we just mentioned that not too long ago, too, about depression. What if we changed the narrative of depression and we viewed it as a slower moment in time as or a regression as opposed to a depression, a regression? I am just slowing down. It's a human hibernation. Because it has a bad stigma. You know what I'm saying? Depression has a bad stigma. So if you tell somebody they're depressed... They immediately, nobody wants to be depressed. Nobody wants to stay there depressed. So they immediately go into defense. They don't go get the help that they need. They don't talk to people that they need. Shameful. It's shameful. shameful. End up guilting yourself that you have depression. It's very heavy. You're right. But if I can just, for a quick second, this is where you magnify your time. It's even when you have the smallest of praise Make it big. Make it a big moment. Like, oh, I got out of the bed quicker this time. Well, woe is me. Well, that's fine. And I'm so proud of that small sliver of like, oh, yay. That wasn't that hard. I washed the dish today. I'm going to go lay back down now. Okay, no, good yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. That's thing. So if I can just now, I can't get off the bed. Let me tell my spouse, hey, my, it's really, really hard for me to lift my head. And then your spouse is like, okay, enjoy it. Because now their mindset has changed about depression. Enjoy it. Take this slower moment in time. Because for whatever, your body is going into a natural survival tactic. Whatever mm -hmm. you're doing, you need to slow down. You're not eating healthy. You're not, your, your mental state is not in a good place. You're going to hurt yourself. Your body is a lot smarter than what we take it as. Yeah. Your brain is sending messages to your body to slow down their heart rate, slow down your metabolism. That's why you start gaining weight when you're depressed. You've slowed down everything. Yeah. And so, this, this yeah. is a, such a good topic. Marla say we talking over here. <laughs> but this is such a good topic. It took a spin. Um, I know it took a spin off of co-parenting and blended families, but, yeah. it, but I love that you said that, Dean. Thank you for that. It just shows there is more conversations that need to be had. It just mm -hmm. shows that you know, it's more things that we need to speak out upon and speak up on. So still, thank you for that comment. And as we end the live, um, Rhonda, do you have any last words of wisdom for our guests? Oh, love on yourselves. We figuring it out every day. You know, don't beat yourself on a day where the communication isn't strong. Just breathe. Take a slower moment in time. Readjust and get back in there. Search for release, relief and restoration. That's it. The end. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> guys, again, those that are on, those that are going to watch a replay, please hit me up if you want to be a guest on the show. Don't forget my February 27th online event. Tickets are $10. Men and women are welcome. And we are out. Get a hold of our wellness coach, wellness guide. Her information is in the caption. And I'll see you next time. Don't forget to subscribe to all of our podcast platforms. If you have been blessed, you can send a generous donation to the Cash App in the caption. We're accepting guests for our podcast. So let us know if you want to be a part of that. Don't forget to share this message to help someone else. See you on the next episode.